You are listening to the Being Careful Podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Quash, and today on the episode, we have Susie Swope of GirlGoneGreen.com. Susie is the blogger behind the blog, Girl Gone Green. It's a lifestyle blog about clean beauty, clean eating, and clean living. It was birthed out of a strong passion to let others know you can lead a green life and not compromise style, beauty, and functional living. As a cosmetologist, Susie realized what you put on your hair and skin mattered just as much as what you put in your body. You will find a little of everything on the blog, from beauty tips, product reviews, to everyday non-toxic living. Plus, all things organic and green for baby. Susie shares her knowledge through written posts on her blog, as well as interviews on her podcast, Girl Gone Green. You can also find Susie on YouTube for her newest venture. Besides being a blogger, Susie is a wife and mama to two little girls, and when she isn't playing dress-up with her two-and-a-half-year-old, you can find her trying out the latest green beauty products, reading research on clean living, or cooking up some healthy goodness in her kitchen. If it's one thing Susie has realized, it's that your passions become your hobbies. So I'm so excited to have Susie on the show today. You will learn so much on this episode from what makeup we should be using, what's in our drugstore makeup, the great debate between organic food, non-GMO food, and conventional brand food, as well as a bunch of different topics that are really important to Susie and I about clean living and taking care of our environment as well. The beginning of this interview somehow got cut off. I'm not really sure why. It was just me and Susie saying hello to each other and I was just asking her if she could please give us a little bit of background info on her and talk about Girl Gone Green a little bit. So now I'm gonna cut straight to the interview with Susie. I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Visit beingcareful.com for the full show notes and girlgonegreen.com to visit Susie's blog. Enjoy the show. This is the little pause where the interview cut out. Here we go. Really what it, what started it all was I am a cosmetologist, so I do hair. And just for the longest time, I was just using conventional color and not really even thinking about it. And then just as I started diving into the whole clean eating and really cleaning up you know, what foods I was putting in my body, I realized, you know, this also is a really big deal about what I'm around and what I'm being exposed to chemically, um, what I'm putting on my skin and my hair. And so really for me, it was just, um, I got this book. My mom actually got it for me. It's called No More Dirty Looks. And she got it for me for Christmas about six years ago. And it really just changed my whole outlook on everything as far as um, skincare products and just living, like what I was, you know, putting my food in, um, just so many different things. And yeah, it just kind of woke me up and I, it was like this passion that just, I guess, I don't know, got ignited overnight. And I just knew then I wanted to tell other people, I wanted people to know what was in their products and what they were using, um, that it's not amazing and that there's better alternatives. And this was six years ago when there wasn't that much out there at all. Nowadays, there's so many more options and they actually work just as well as conventional products. So I just knew I wanted to start a blog and that was, it was about three years before I actually finally committed and I started a blog, but I just came up with Girl Gone Green. Um, yeah, it was just catchy. You know, they all have the G mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just wanted people to kind of recognize like, oh, there's something different, you know, not just 
um, another blogger, but I was a green blogger and it kind of set me apart about, you know, what I was blogging about. It's a lifestyle blog, but definitely more obviously geared towards green living. And yeah, I think the name kind of represents that. And then, um, I think my goal about the whole blog is just to really help people make an informed decision and an educated decision about what they're putting on their skin and their hair, um, in their body, what they're living with, um, being, you know, aware of how they're living, um, and how it affects everything around us. You know, it affects our environment, it affects the people around you, it affects, um, your kids. It's just, there's so many different, um, things. And I think sometimes, you know, we forget that we have an impact, you know, just our tiny little life has such a big impact Mm -hmm. and it really makes a difference if you, you know, care about what you're, you know, putting in your body. Um, a lot of times people think, oh, well, it doesn't really matter because, you know, I don't care if I get some disease because of what I put in my body. But you don't realize that, you know, all those chemicals that are being, you know, put on your body are actually ending up in the the soil and, and the water and so many other areas too that they're affecting other people and they're affected in the environment. Same thing with food. So it's really, you know, just taking responsibility for, yeah, how you live and yeah. being a conscious consumer. So I, I love how yeah. you say responsibility because I somehow became really passionate about this. And I think it was about three years ago when I was dating my now husband and he just like ate fried chicken all the time, like crap. (laughs) And so that kind of made me, um, look towards like the organic food. And I just started switching up my diet and I noticed how much better I felt and all of that. Um, but now when I talk to people, you know, I feel like it is, um, people like, I feel like they're irresponsible when they don't care. And when they're just like, yeah, I mean, well, it's cheaper. Like, why would I go buy like organic strawberries when they're like $3 more? And it's like, oh, because it's actually like really bad for you. And it's like really bad for everyone in our entire planet. (laughs) Like we are the ones who can make the difference if nobody else is. And it's like, gets very frustrating. Definitely. Um, So I love, I love your blog and I love how it brings awareness and, and your Instagram feed too. It's so awesome. And, um, I definitely want to talk about um, what's in products and stuff like that. But you also have a podcast that I wanted to highlight on because if people are more into listening, uh, you have a podcast, which yeah. is really cool. So tell tell us about that a little bit. So I started the podcast. It's been a little over a year now. And I really just wanted to be able to hit on some topics that I didn't feel qualified to talk about. But I knew that uh, my naturopath, um, after seeing him, is so knowledgeable and knows the body and all about health. And so I really just wanted to kind of go to an expert on that. I feel like a lot of times you can, you know, just go online and get some random opinion of someone or even go through social media and people are telling you all these different things, but it's hard to sometimes get someone that just, you know, is an expert in that field. I mean, this is what he does day in and day out. And he went to school and, um, just someone that's credible, I guess, too, and so I started the podcast just kind of with that goal. I, it's easy for me to cover, I guess, clean beauty um, with my background as well as even clean living just because it's more from experience. But I felt like with um, just your body and um, a lot of the clean eating things that it can be harder to address as far as knowing the body. I don't know it. You know, I didn't go to school for that. And so 
um, a lot of things I learned is just from books and, you know, the internet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, I felt like with my doctor, Dr. Matt, that he was just going to be able to address a lot, address a lot of the issues that maybe people, you know, they would have questions for me and I didn't feel qualified to answer them. Or just in general, I just wanted to have him educate people on what he's told me all these years. I've just learned so much from him. And a lot of it is just basic stuff now to me. I think, you know, I don't even think twice, but to a lot of people, it's, you know, brand new and it's knowledge that they have never heard of before. And so I think a lot of it is just getting back to like fundamentals and basics. And he does such a good job of that and just really sharing about, um, you know, we talk about everything from the food you eat to, you know, hormones to adrenal fatigue, um, protein powders, what's in them, like what you should avoid. It's just really practical because I feel like a lot of times, you know, you can maybe listen to something and think, what did I gain? But I really wanted people to walk away feeling like they gained some great um, tangible knowledge that they can go and use and apply to their life. And so really it's all about, yeah, just health. And I interview a lot of different people now too. I I had a lot of interviews with just Dr. Matt, but um, he's really busy too. And so I kind of have pulled in other um, professionals too. I just did one on um, a really well-known um, doctor, Dr. Jolene Brighton, she actually just wrote a book about two years ago now. And I read it after having my, or before having my second daughter. And it was so knowledgeable about how to take care of your body post-pregnancy. And, um, we did a whole segment on women's health. So yeah, there's just a lot of different, um, topics that, you know, if I find it interesting to me and I feel like it could help or benefit my audience, then I'm all in. I, I want people to hear it. So yeah. yeah. I've listened to a couple of episodes, so I haven't listened to a ton. I actually didn't even know that you had a podcast until I was like looking. Um, I like went, clicked on your Instagram one day randomly. And this was already after I had asked you to be on the show, I think. Um, and then I saw like, you know, you under your little bio, it was like podcast host. And I was like, what? And I immediately <laughs> like subscribed and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Cause this is all the stuff that I'm really passionate about and that I like care about. And that like makes me like makes my blood boil if people don't care about it. So yeah, it's so interesting and it's so cool to become like informed. And, um, I think people would really benefit from listening. So you go to a naturopath. Does your entire family go to a naturopath? I actually was just, um, talking to my husband about this because we were like really trying to go that way. We just didn't really like our pediatrician. Um, and for us, we didn't like our physician at all. Like our family physician just, Every time we would go to her, she'd be like, um, do you want an antidepressant? I'm like, what? No. Do you know what I mean? So right. um, it's stuff yeah, like definitely. that that was driving us crazy. So, um, But naturopaths, unfortunately, aren't covered by most insurances, I'm pretty sure. Um, so do you guys, do you guys, um, have you always yeah. done a naturopath or how does, how does yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, I would look into your insurance and even for your audience, just look into, you know, what your insurance covers just because I know that surprisingly, um, you know, as the years have passed, you know, maybe even like six years ago, it wasn't as common, but now I'm actually really surprised how many insurance companies will cover part of, um, naturopathic medicine or even, um, you know, maybe a little portion of it or something. So, um, yeah, like my naturopath is, is viewed as a normal doctor. And so it's covered under our insurance And, um, yeah, we started seeing him, we've seen him for 
gosh, it's, yeah, probably been about seven years now. And then um, my two daughters, I have a two and a half year old and a five month old. They actually see a naturopathic pediatrician. So she went the naturopathic route, but she focuses on, you know, kids. Mm -hmm. And so it's just been awesome because her approach is definitely more natural, but at the same time, she is not opposed to modern medicine and, you know, it just has a really, she has a really good balance about, um, the whole thing. So I think that's why, you know, I, I just appreciate her cause she knows, you know, my stance kind of on things, but at the same time, she's not, she's not afraid to tell me like, well, this is a really good thing as well. And it might be a, you know, a modern thing or, or whatever conventional way of doing things. So kind of get the best of both worlds. That's awesome. I think that, um, the naturopath route is something that would be so beneficial to a lot of people? Um, A lot of it, I think, is just really getting to the root of the problem and not just masking symptoms. And, you know, for instance, when I go in, um, Dr. Matt will, if I'm going to him for a specific reason, like, for instance, I'll share this. I've shared this before in a podcast, but, you know, he really helped me actually be able to have a baby in the the first place. Um, I couldn't get pregnant with my first daughter. I wasn't able to um, for nine months, which I know a lot of people struggle a lot longer, so I don't want to act like that's a huge long time. But yeah. you know, for anyone who wants to have a baby, it can be really deflating every month to not get pregnant. And so, um, yeah, I went to him, and I just was kind of like, "What's going on? You know, I'm healthy. I'm eating right, like exercising, all these things." And you know, he did my bl- blood work and realized that I was actually. Um, you know, not didn't, my hormones were kind of off and they weren't aligned. And so he just gave me this natural supplement. And then the next month I got pregnant. Wow. Um, and I'm not to say that it's always so easy and, you know, but a lot of times, you know, even Dr. Matt, he would say that it's easier than you think. Um, people can make it harder and, um, you know, a lot of medicines can mess you up, but it can be so much simpler and just finding out, you know, what your body needs. I think a lot of times, um, even conventional doctors don't want to just take your blood. And I think that's kind of a great thing with, with naturopathic medicine is just getting your blood work done. And it kind of can show you a lot of things about, you know, what you're missing, how your hormones are. Um, and it kind of just from there, you can see, okay, like this is what you need to get back on track. Um, he prescribes, you know, this is what you should be eating. Um, you know, I don't know most conventional doctors you would go to that would actually tell you to avoid, you know, certain foods, but with him, you know, he's going to tell you, you know, you should not be having dairy. Like if you're inflamed and you have arthritis, then you probably should avoid dairy and sugar because those are triggers. Mm. And instead, you know, maybe a conventional doctor might prescribe a medication or, or whatever, and just to kind of mask the problem instead of really getting to the root of like, why am I having this pain all the time? Yeah. So I think that's kind of the the biggest thing. Um, and just really willing to work with you, you know, not just kind of putting a band-aid approach on everything, but kind of figuring out like, okay, there must be something else going on. And I always tell people that you are the biggest, you know, advocate for yourself. So if you don't feel right or if you don't feel normal, then that's not right. You should feel normal and there's something wrong and it's okay to like keep finding a doctor until you find one that will work with you (laughs) because you're paying them. They're not paying you. And you know, you deserve the treatment that, that you want and deserve and that you should have. So exactly. And you kind of like, when I think about it, I'm like, 
shouldn't they care more? Why don't they care more about how I'm feeling and what's actually going on inside? Why is it just this thing where they just write you a prescription and you're out the door? Right. Yeah. And I think that's a big deal about um, just knowing that a lot of the conventional doctors, they're probably just not taught, you know, and they don't right. know the the whole protocol and they're kind of just following like what they think they're supposed to do. But, um, you know, unfortunately we just need better, I think, information out there and, um, doctors that are trained a little bit more holistically. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Even just a little bit more would be helpful, but it's kind of like, there's this like almost this line where they're like, we're not going to cross it. We're not going to you know, shy away from Western medicine. This is, this is us and we're not going to do anything else. And it's kind of like, eh, well, there's a lot of findings that like the Eastern way is a little bit, you know, better and better for you and better for the planet, but okay. Exactly. So let's talk about green living in general before we get into makeup, because I am the worst with makeup and don't, I don't think I have any products that are non-toxic. That is the one thing that for some reason I like haven't switched over to. So I can't wait to talk about that, but I wanted you to just like give a little spiel about why you think green living is so important, um, to incorporate into our lives at this at this time, because it's becoming a big thing. But, you know, there's still so many people who are just like, eh, doesn't matter. Yeah, I think it goes back to what I said in the beginning, but just our whole world is so toxic, you know, from the food we eat to, um, you know, just how we live our lives, you know, like I mentioned, um, just the plastic epidemic and um, what we put on our bodies, like it just all adds up. And so I, I just think it's so important because, you know, if if everyone just changed, you know, a couple habits, even a year, think about the impact that it would have on the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if everyone stopped using like one-time use plastic, think about how many plastic bags there are. Or think about how many times, you know, you just use one plastic baggie and then you throw it away. Mm-hmm. And it's that's just going into a landfill. There's no way to decompose that. Um, and then all the plastic, you know, leaches into our water and, and then we're drinking it and then we're having issues with, um, you know, all these extra plasticides in our bodies. And, and so it's just kind of this ripple effect. People don't realize, you know, everything that you do every day has an impact, um, whether you want to admit it or not. Um, it has an impact on your body. It has an impact on other people's bodies. And so I just really think that it's important to recognize that, you know, we're, we're not in this alone. Um, we, we all are gonna someday, you know, we're all creating some sort of impact, whether good or bad. So I guess to really look at your life and think, what kind of impact do I want to be making? Do I want to be positively affecting the the planet and the people around me? Or do I want to be negatively affecting them? Yeah. So, cause it is your choice. And we know which choice is the right one. Okay, people? (laughs) Get on board. Um, Okay, so I definitely want to talk about makeup now. So what is in our drugstore makeup that makes it bad and and why it's so harmful? And and yeah, I want to hear all about it. Yeah. You know, I think this is just, it's such a big topic. And um, they, they actually say, and I think they're broadcasting now, it's, there's a, Somewhere it's online, but they're saying that the the industry, like the whole green beauty industry and natural beauty is, I mean, every year it's just like doubled and tripled as far as it's just becoming massive. And I think it's because people are waking up and realizing that, you know, the stuff that they're using isn't good. 
So as far as, you know, what's in our drugstore makeup, I also want to preface that a lot of drugstore makeup, you know, is just, can be just as bad as, um, or I, a lot of department store makeup can be just as bad as drugstore makeup. Okay. Um, I know a lot of times we think like, oh, it's Chanel or it's, you know, Lancome or so it's better, mm. you know, it, which is not true. And, you know, it just has a higher price tag, which is, it baffles me. Um, but a lot of the products are just filled with, um, you know, cheap fillers, chemicals, you know, carcinogenic, um, phthalates, artificial fragrance, parabens, PEGs. I mean, I could go on and on about all the things that they just put in there. Um, and, you know, the FDA really is a, a weird kind of, I don't know, they, they don't necessarily really, I don't know the word to use, but it's really hard to regulate. I guess they don't regulate as much as they should um, about what companies put in. For instance, with fragrance, um, artificial fragrance is you know so horrible for you. I mean, there's so many things that it can cause. Um, and in that one word, if you just see fragrance on any sort of product, they can have up to 700 different chemicals in that. Oh my gosh. Um, and you think that it's just fragrance, <laughs> but it's, you know, they can just create like this cocktail of chemicals basically, and then just put the word fragrance. And so it kind of gives you an idea about how loosely they're regulated. And a lot of it is just realizing that, you know, it's not the thing that you do once in a while, but it's like the thing that you do all the time. So if you're constantly putting on this makeup every single day, then, you know, eventually that's going to add up it's anything in your life. I mean, if you, you know, stop, you know, eating certain foods that are probably going to maybe cause you to gain weight, like you'll eventually probably lose weight over time because you, your body like isn't having those extra calories or, or the extra sugar or whatever. Um, it's the same thing in a negative way. You know, if you're constantly putting chemicals on your body and overloading your system, then, you know, you're going to reap, reap that as well. So it goes both ways. So I wanted to ask about, cause I know there's like so many different chemicals, like you were saying, um, a big one that we're seeing today is no parabens, no, I believe sulfates. So, um, and I've questioned this before. I mean, I try to get as far as like hair products, I'm, I'm good at that. Like finding like organic shampoos and stuff like that. And like I said, I haven't switched my makeup yet, but, um, like, could you tell us what like a paraben is or what sulfates are? Because it's kind of like all of a sudden, and it's a good thing that it's being brought to our attention that, hey, these chemicals are bad. Um, but I've heard a lot of people be like, well, what is a paraben and why should I be afraid of it? A lot of it is with um, chemicals like a paraben, for instance. Um, what it does in your body is it, it's like mimicking, um, like it breaks, it breaks down and it basically is mimicking like, um, these carcinogenic properties. So it's like over accumulation in a way. So like if you over accumulate, um, anything, like I mentioned, mm -hmm. you know, if you have a ton of parabens, then eventually like that could cause, I'm not saying it causes cancer per se, but, um, there have been studies done on rats and mice and, um, you know, it mimics like tumors or, or different, um, and different things. And so it's basically just, um, yeah, I, I would say like maybe the, the question shouldn't be what is a paraben, but like, mm -hmm. what is it causing? Like what, why is it so bad? It's more, um, 
you know, it's like, why is, I don't know, like Windex so bad mm-hmm. because it has bad chemicals in it that yeah. cause, you know, but it's, it's more or less like what it causes and, and how it, you know, does, creates these negative, um, you know, ripples in your body that create, you know, disease or, um, inflammation or, um, you know, chemical sensitivities. I mean, we know even with like, for instance, cancer, like lymphoma and, um, what's the other one I'm trying to think off the top, leukemia. Mm-hmm. Those are both, um, cancers that have been known to be caused because of chemical exposure over a lifetime. Wow. So, um, if you think about it, you know, you know, I even know people who have gotten different lymphomas and they lived, um, off of a golf course for a good portion of their life. And if you think about golf courses, they're constantly being fertilized and you're constantly being breathed in, breathing that in, you're being exposed to that. Um, so it's kind of like that, I guess, if that helps answer it a little bit. Yeah, it does. Um, Like I would say what, you know, like what is, what does it do to your body? I guess in a way that helps. Yeah, no. And it does make sense. And I, I know that it's not going to be good for you in the long run. And I think that it's easy for us, for people to just be like, yeah, well right now I'm just going to buy like the herbal essences because it's cheaper and I'll switch eventually. And then you never do. Yeah. And I mean, um, the reason why I guess companies use certain ingredients is because a lot of times they're cheaper, obviously, and then they work really well and people like how the product feels or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but like a paraben in general, I mean, the reason why you would put it in anything to begin with is because it's preservative. So it's like preserving that product per se. But, um, I guess as far as like, it just, yeah, it's not, a good preservative and there's better options and there's better things that you could use instead of it. So, right. Okay. So I want to know a couple of a few of your favorite non-toxic makeup brands. I know that we can definitely find those on your blog, which is girlgonegreen.com and everybody needs to go to it. But I do want to know for my personal, like what your favorite ones are. I think the reason that I haven't, um, necessarily like jumped on the bandwagon is I think I was like afraid of it being too expensive and uh I don't really know why but um I would love to hear what brands you like and and get into that a little bit for sure um and I will say that you know if you're shopping um at the drugstore sure I a lot of green brands are probably going to be a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, if you're shopping you know, at a department store, they're going to be a equivalent pretty much. Um, okay. So I think that a lot of times people think, oh, wow, it's going to be, you know, so much more. But if you're already buying, you know, like I mentioned, Lancome or, or whatever, I mean, you're, you're in the same ballpark. So, okay. Um, and obviously there's different levels, just like any sort of makeup brand. But yeah, some of my favorites are, I like Vapor Organic Beauty, um, Root, um, RootPrettyIs.com is is their website, Um, Hint Beauty, that's H-Y-N-T, Lily Lolo, RMS Beauty, I like Ilia Beauty, Um, and a lot of these that I'm mentioning, I kind of wanted to mention because they're more well-rounded. If you wanted just to shop there, you could pretty much find everything and it's all really well done. Okay. So a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of smaller brands, 
that I might like a blush from them or something, but I probably wouldn't recommend their other products. Not that they're not okay as far as, um, you know, being clean, but maybe they aren't as effective or the very best. So I feel like with like Hint Beauty, for example, you know, I, I'm obsessed with their mascara and their eyebrow definer. I love their lipsticks. Um, I love their, um, sun prep. I mean, there's just so many products that I, I could full heartedly say like, yes, go and get that. That's, you know, one of the best. So. Yeah. And I was going to say, you always are like posting on Instagram. You do like your stories and everything and your makeup always looks so good. So people need to look at your makeup because it's amazing. Like it looks, so, it always you. looks like professionally <laughs> done too. And I think I also have gotten like weary about, um, all natural makeup because I've been like, Oh, well it's not going to be like as pigmented, you know, it's not going to like make my eyes pop as much, but it's like, no, that's not, that's not true at all. Yeah. And I would say too, that's a really good point that you made. My, um, good friend, she probably about three weeks ago texted me and was like, okay, I'm ready to make the switch, Mm. which was awesome because she had shown me a picture of her, um, department store foundation that she was ready to switch out. And she was like, which one should I try? And so I like brought over all my favorites and she tried them and she was like, you know, the biggest thing that I'm just in awe of is how well these work. She's like, I thought I would have to compromise because it's green beauty. And I think that's the biggest testament and just, you know, it's such a cool thing that to hear her say that because, um, you know, she's by no means a clean living or, or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, but for her to say that it works just as well, if not better than, um, conventional products, I think is saying a lot as far as green beauty and how far it's come and and where it's going. So that's amazing. Yeah. Um, what's your take on bare minerals? That is what I use my foundation wise. I don't really use concealer or anything like that. I literally just use that powder and I've used it for like a very long time. And I'm worried that you're going to say it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. I feel like bare minerals, they have like the really hardcore devotees. Like they, they are like, you know, in it for the end. Um, I would recommend a lot of other mineral powders over bare minerals just because they have the bismuth oxychloride in it. Okay. And, and that's um, just a bad chemical. Yeah. It's bad to like breathe in and Ooh. also just a lot of different side effects, um, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't use. And you also want to make sure that I don't know, I haven't specifically looked at bare minerals in a while, but as far as, you know, are they non-nano, if they are using like a really finely milled powder, you don't want that like seeping into your pores. I mean, past, kind of past your skin barrier and everything, Mm. um, and into your bloodstream. And so, yeah, I would, I just, there's so many other ones that, I mean, for instance, if you wanted to switch out your mineral powder, I would say right now, go and switch out to root, rootpretty.com. They have a pearlized mineral powder. I actually had it on my stories. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, you did? Um, I am obsessed with that stuff. It's so great. It's only $18. I think it's probably cheaper. And it's so great. I mean, you can wear it dry, but you can also wear it um, wet. I use a beauty blender and I get it damp and then I apply it. And you will not believe like how many people compliment me on my makeup when I wear that stuff. They're like, what are you wearing? And it's just, yeah, it's super easy. And like I said, it's really inexpensive. So um, I would say, yeah, make the switch to root. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to. That's like... Almost, I think that's like $12 cheaper than bare minerals. Okay, I'm so excited. All right, so a couple other questions before we go. I wanted to talk briefly 
if we can about food. I just want to know about like the great debate between organic food versus, you know, the GMO pesticide filled food. Yeah. I will say that, you know, a lot of times people think that if they buy organic, then their food is perfect and there can be no, you know, pesticide residue. And that's just unfortunately not true nowadays. I mean, even if say you have an organic farm next to a conventional farm, um, you know, when they spray, it could possibly go on to the organic um, produce or, I mean, obviously there's rules and limits and hopefully it, it's all being you know, followed correctly, but, um, you know, there still can be residue for sure. And I, you know, think the only way to, to not have that is if you're growing your own food or if you're buying it local from a farmer that you literally know their practices, which is the best way I think, and, you know, have a relationship with. And plus it's just so awesome to support local because you're supporting your local economy. And, um, like I said, the people that, you know, live by you. But, um, but yeah, as far as like, um, non-organic, I would still buy organic because, you know, you do have those protocols set up that people have to follow. The farmers have to follow. And, um, you know, with non-organic nowadays, you have no idea. I mean, there's no regulation hardly. So, you know, they could basically do whatever they want to that food in order to get it to grow and to, you know, last. So, um, that's kind of scary because you have no idea, you know, what they're putting on it, what kind of, um, herbicides or fungicides or whatever, you know, that they're spraying on this food that you're going to put in your body. So whatever they're putting on it, you're end, you know, it's going to end up in your body and, um, you know, not, not only affects you, but like we said, it affects the environment. It's running into our water. It's affecting our soil. Um, it affects the animals. It's just, it's just horrible all around, Um, and then as far as the GMOs, um, yeah, I think that's, you know, can even be scarier because we, we don't even really know the effects that GMOs will have. Um, you know, they've think of, if you think about it, they've come out, I don't know, it's been maybe 10 years they've been using them, maybe probably longer. I'm not positive, but, um, we don't really know the long-term effects because they haven't been around long enough. And so we don't know what all these mutant things are doing to our bodies. And, um, you know, like even they, I remember my naturopath telling me that they were creating apples from GMOs, genetically, genetically modified apples, basically so that they wouldn't brown. Yes. I'm looking at that right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you wouldn't even know if, if you were eating like a bad apple because they're not browning and, um, you know, they're all about just making sure that the shelf life lasts longer and it's just scary. It's just horrible that, um, you know, they they have done studies on, you know, what, what they, what these, um, GMOs have done to like mice or rats and just, um, you know, I don't want to put something artificial in my body. Like I just want to put the real thing yeah. and they have one body and I just think it's so important, um, to invest in that. And a lot of times, you know, I get, people all the time that, that say, well, why would I want to spend that much money? Or like, I can't afford that. Um, and my answer honestly is just to, to do it one step at a time, but also, you know, put your money, um, invest it in something that's going to last, you know, your car is not going to last forever. Unfortunately, you know, your house won't either. Um, but your body, you know, is something that you want to last as long as possible. And so, um, yeah, just invest in that. And it's either kind of like that saying that says pay now or pay later. So eventually you're going to pay, but 
Um, you can pay, you know, now a little bit more money on food and feed your body, you know, living, living stuff, or you can pay later, you know, in doctor's bills because eventually we all have to pay, Yeah, but it's just your choice kind of of when you want to do it. So well said. And I, um, when you were talking, when you started talking about GMOs, I was like, Oh, what's that apple called? And I was Googling it and it's called Arctic apples. So if people see those in stores, I would not buy those. They're like that new thing. And I'm reading their frequently asked questions and it says, why develop non-browning apples? And they said, Apple consumption has been declining in North America for decades now, despite rising obesity rates. We know consumers want to eat healthy, though, and by making apples more appealing and extra convenient, thanks to their non-browning benefit, Arctic apples can help get more people eating more apples while also helping to reduce food waste. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it it really is. (laughs) <laughs> and it's all a marketing ploy for, yeah. you know, just more money. And it's just really sad. How do you recommend for listeners and for anybody who um, wants to maybe start beginning to make that switch towards green living? What are some like small steps that we can take so that it doesn't seem overwhelming? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, I I think as far as food, if you want to go to the EWG, they always put out a dirty dozen list every year, and it's kind of from their research about what the like the twelve dirtiest um, foods that are you know basically processed and filled with um, chemicals and pesticides. So they have a dirty dozen list, so you can even get it on your phone on an app. But say for instance with food, you you can't maybe buy all organic right now. Um, so what I would do is just look at that dirty dozen and think, okay, I'm not going to buy any of those that are just, you know, conventional. I'm just going to buy those organic. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can't buy, you know, asparagus, um, because it's not, they don't have organic or it's, it's usually pretty expensive in my experience. So maybe you don't buy asparagus for a while or, or try to buy in season because whatever's in season is always going to be a little bit cheaper than what's not. Um, you know, don't buy blueberries or strawberries in December, (laughs) you know, you want to buy them in, in the summer. So just different things like that, where you can think, okay, um, being mindful about, you know, just making sure that when you're buying things that, um, you know, you're getting the most bang for your buck kind of. And, um, um, the EWG is just a great resource as far as knowing like which foods you should avoid and, um, that are totally processed. Um, another thing that I would say as far as like your makeup and skincare is, you know, don't necessarily throw out everything right away. I mean, if you can and you want to great, but, um, most people can't. And what I did is, you know, every month just replace one product. So say your mascara runs out and you need a new mascara, you know, instead of buying the conventional brand, you know, go and get a better brand, get, get a cleaner version Um, And then the next month when your shampoo runs out, you know, buy a cleaner shampoo. So, you know, you're not necessarily seeing it as much with your wallet, but yet you're going to be, you know, by the end of the year, having switched out probably 12 products, Mm. um, which is pretty amazing. So um, it's just little things like that. Or even I mentioned before with plastic, just because it's everywhere. um, Say if you drink a lot of plastic water bottles, I would just encourage you to just get your own water bottle, get a stainless steel or a glass water bottle. Um, you're going to save so much money and um, you're not going to be drinking plastic either because there's a lot of plastic in those, those plastic water bottles. Um, 
And you can just, you know, refill that water bottle. And not only are you helping the environment, but you're helping yourself and you're going to save money. Yes. So um, there's just a lot of little things that, you know, add up over a lot of time. So. Yeah, I agree with that. And the water thing, I was reading something recently about um, plastic water bottles. We don't use them here. Um, We like both me and my husband and our daughter have our daughter and my husband have stainless steel and I have a glass, but, um, I was reading about plastic water bottles and how, like, if you were to leave one, like, you know, half drank in your car and it was warm and then you like go to drink it again, the, the amount of plastic that is now in your water has like almost doubled, um, yeah. because you're letting it like sit in the sun and then it's like basically melting into the water. So it's super gross. gross. <laughs> yeah. I, that whole plastic water bottle thing is like probably my biggest, uh, Oh, drive me nuts. Even. Yeah. Um, all right. So I want to head into the being careful speed round. Um, so I'm just asking three to four questions and then we'll be all done. So first I want to know who inspires you the most and why? Um, I think it's my brother. He's my older brother and he's really what started our whole family on this health journey about, gosh, it's probably been like 15 years now. Um, and you know, he's really into health and, um, he's a personal trainer too. And he just really practices what he preaches. You know, he won't do something or he won't tell you to do something that he wouldn't, you know, do himself or, or isn't already doing. And I just love that. I think that we need more people like that. Um, and he's always, yeah, he just kind of always wants more out of life. And I think that's a great, um, outlook. So that's awesome. Um, what is your favorite way to wind down at the end of the day? Um, this one's easy. (laughs) It's definitely like a facial mask and, a green beauty one, of course. And then, um, probably if I have time, a bath would be amazing as well. And, and then just like a book and probably a piece of dark chocolate. Yeah. I'm like a dark chocolate fanatic. So me too. Um, (laughs) and what does your morning routine look like? Do you have one specific ritual that you can't live without? I definitely always have to wear some sort of moisturizer because my skin tends to be really dry. Mm -hmm. And currently, I am obsessed with the Maya Chia, the Super Couple Serum. I've talked about it a lot on my Instagram and my stories. Um, And I'll be doing a post soon all about Maya Chia. But um, if you guys have not switched over a serum or oil and you're looking for one, I would highly recommend the Maya Chia. It literally has changed my skin. Mm. It's given it just more evenness, a glow, um, calm down my redness and it just seeps right in. There's no oily residue, which I love. So that's awesome. Yeah. Ooh, yay. I can't wait to look that up. Um, okay. And if you could give us only one self care tip, what would it be? I would just say do something for yourself every, every week, you know, if you can, probably if your mom every week is a big, a big thing. (laughs) Um, and what I, I think what I mean by that, I, I kind of just had this epiphany moment. So when I was like reading through your questions, I was like, Ooh, this is a good one for right now. Um, because I just got my nails done last week and I never get them done. Like never just because, um, most of the places, places are toxic and I don't want to go expose myself to that. But um, we do have a non-toxic salon here in Seattle and it's just a little more pricey. So I don't go all the time, but, um, I went last week 
And literally like the whole week, I've just loved looking at my nails. Uh, They look so good. And it's just something so small, but it makes such a difference, I think, especially if you are a mom, because, you know, we don't do a ton for ourselves all the time. And just those little things that can make, you know, a big difference on your on your day, like it's a little brighter and happier. Yeah. Just what, whatever, whether it's a mask even, or maybe it is a bath or, you know, just a book, whatever like lights you up or makes you happy. I say you need to do that because we all need a little bit of self-love. I totally agree. Can you tell everybody your website again and where we can find you on social media? Yeah. So my website is girlgonegreen.com and that's G-U-R-L, um, gonegreen.com. And then on social media, on Instagram, I'm at Girl Gone Green, and that's with a U as well, so G-U-R-L. And then Facebook, um, same thing. It's Girl Gone Green. There's no um, capital letters. It's just all lowercase. I think sometimes that messes people up. Okay. Um, and then it's, again, G-U-R-L. And then Pinterest, um, G-U-R-L, com or Girl Gone Green. <laughs> um yeah. So, and then I, I just started a YouTube channel in January. Um, so I'll be having more videos up. I just have one right now, but we're waiting on some lighting that was back ordered, okay. just trying to make it as best as possible. So Yay, stay tuned for that. Check that out. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm sure that people learned a ton from you and it was such a pleasure to get to know you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. It was, it was awesome. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you guys learned a lot from Susie. I know that I did, and I really appreciate her coming on the show. You can visit her blog at www.girlgonegreen.com. That's G-U-R-L, gonegreen.com. You can find her on Instagram at girlgonegreen, and you can find the full show notes on beingcareful.com. Also, I would love if you guys would leave a review if you haven't already. That really helps the show to get recognized on iTunes and get some more listeners and helps me to understand what you guys are liking and what you're not liking about the podcast. If you want to get in touch with me personally, you can email caroline at beingcareful.com. You can find the show on Instagram at carefulpodcast. I just started a new Instagram for us that I mentioned, um, I believe, last episode. So go on there and follow. I'll be posting about the shows and I will be posting about things that matter to me and that are good for self-care and, yeah, my findings. So again, thank you so much for listening and I hope that this episode opened your eyes to green living and the importance of knowing what's in our products and how we can help the world and the planet and keep ourselves healthy. Have a great week. I'll talk to you next time.